0: The following is the Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. So, Adam, you've uh, you've been to the hospital, or did you go to just like a, uh, a an outpatient uh, sort of place?
1: Yeah, I, I had to have a procedure done, Rick.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you clean as a whistle?
1: <laughs> I'm clean as a whistle. Yeah, I, I, if people, for all the listeners out there, you know, when you get to 50, uh-huh. and it was interesting. Uh, I got a birthday card when I was 50. Now I'm a little past 50, only a few years past 50, but I was a little bit late to the party. But I got the big C with endoscopy uh-huh. and uh, got it all taken care of. Everything's clean. But the 24 hours before, I can tell everybody here it's not fun. <laughs>
0: I think think everybody who's been there knows exactly what you're talking about. Uh, But I think they'd rather hear us talking about football slash soccer, and and we will do that because it's time for Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks with Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Clean as a whistle. Uh, It's (laughs) a... It's time to talk about uh, football soccer and you know I'm a little uh I last week I was uh, riding mm. a high. This I'm telling you this is like a roller coaster being on this yeah. uh on this Premier League train. Um last week Liverpool looked like they were just getting ready to take all comers. Um and then they went to Arsenal and, and dropped a turd in the middle of the field there and uh it was not uh not a good game they blew it uh against arsenal they lost three to one and in mm-hmm. fact there were a couple of plays that were just very unLiverpool. liverpool uh there was one goal that was just a gi- actually two goals that were just complete gifts um yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's well, that's how it turns out but and of course man city Goes and wins, Mm -hmm. and now they are two points behind uh, Liverpool with a game in hand, which means all they have to do is win, and that's all they do. Mm -hmm. That's all they do is win. (laughs) So uh, it looks like, once again, Man City is going to be jumping to the top of the table, and this time they have one person to thank, and that man is Phil Foden. And here's my theory. I wanted to run this by you. Okay. Okay. With Harry Kane gone to Bayern, I think Phil Foden is the best offensive player in England right now, the English player. What do you think mm. about that?
1: It's an interesting call. Uh, I think he's definitely up there. There's no question. Um, what I really liked about it, I didn't see the whole game, saw the highlights, but um, what I really liked about his performance was that he was playing in a little bit more of a central role. Yeah. Did you see what, you know, so, and all of his goals were from a central position. They were. So how I look at it, big picture, zooming out type of a situation, I see him and Harry Kane combining a heck of a lot coming up in this next European European championship. So maybe that might be it. So you've got arguably, like you said, probably the most in English player with the most in english player in germany
0: right sounds 20 like, goals sounds like,
1: good, sounds like a good combination to me yeah so uh yeah I, I think i think both these players could be i like the way that he's playing off Haaland a little bit too so that's only going to help him because harry kane is just a slightly smaller harland that's basically right. what he is you know so i think uh yeah i think i think you could be onto something there rick
0: well you know the european championships are this coming summer Mm -hmm. Um, the euro cup and i'll i'll be there actually i'm going to uh to berlin to watch uh a game i'll see uh, great netherlands against austria i think is the game that i have Um, nice you know it's a lottery so you really have no control over it but um england's got to be one of the favorites uh one of the top three or four favorites to uh, win the european championship don't you think
1: i would say so i think you've got england you've got france uh, you can never rule out Germany, obviously hosting. Um, but yeah, I think England and France are probably the top two uh, in terms of how they're playing, how informed they are. So th- those are going to be the two nations that are going to be very difficult to beat. Um, and I- I'm just excited just to see all these players back, you know. Because the tough thing with the last World Cup, I think, was tough because we lost. We had so many players get injured beforehand, right. and I think that was part of it, just because of how the season is, and, you know we 've seen that with all of the teams this year with a lot of players being injured just because of the the course of the season that 's why it 's so important to have good big squads to deal with um, and that 's why I'm excited for uh, the euros that so hopefully everybody 's fit and healthy yeah, I hope
0: so too uh, let 's talk about Manchester united we don 't talk about that yeah. very often these days. Um, there's a
1: reason there's a reason for that.
0: (laughs) I know. We both we both feel the same way about those guys. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, you know, after not scoring in the first half of the season, uh twenty one year old uh Rasmus Hoyland, is that how we're pronouncing it? He has now scored in four consecutive games. And if you combine him with uh the exciting winger Alejandro Carnacho, um Mm -hmm. who's even younger, um Manchester United suddenly has an offense.
1: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, when you look at what they did, again, moving in a good direction. It's just, this is like you said at the beginning, it's a roller coaster, and Man United is definitely a roller coaster of a <laughs> they team. They are. <laughs> They're all over the place, but um, really comfortable victory. They looked very good, um, played very well. And uh, yeah, the, the the youngsters are doing it for them, and that's exciting for the future for them. You know, similar to some of the other teams who've who've spent a lot of money on young players, but maybe not necessarily getting the job done as well as yeah. what these guys Any are doing. Team recently. in mind
0: uh, when you um, say that?
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. But <laughs> but the 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 team that I I mean, the exciting thing for Man United is that. Um, Throughout all of the issues that they've had in terms of on and off the field, they seem to come back and rebound, where I think some of the other teams have been struggling to do that. And Rasmus Hoyland, like you said, I think he's got five in his last six. He's getting the job done. That's what you want from your striker. And he's only 21.
0: Yeah, I know. I think Garnacho's only 19 or maybe 20. Mm. Um, But the great thing about those two is they are – you know, the future they are, you know, they're going with a youth program, which is something they had not even tried over the last 10 years where they, they've been, you know, spending money, bringing in these huge stars, trying to just be Manchester United and and let the uniform and the uh, star power take over. And they've not built a team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now the, the interesting thing is, I mean, I think the, the, if, if you want to put a little bit of a spin on it, the only concern I would have if I'm a Man United fan is, is that we're still, they're getting outshot a lot. Um, they are not necessarily massively ahead in terms of the possession. And obviously that's what you want to have. You want to have more of the ball than the other team. So that would be the only concern. But that being said, they're getting the goals when they need the goals. And that's important too.
0: Well, it's a midfield concern then, right? You're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Bruno Fernandes not doing it for you anymore?
1: No, I think, yeah, maybe he's he's a player. I've heard rumors, rumblings about uh, him going to Saudi Arabia. So that could be something that might happen down the road. Um, but, yeah, I think they, they do need a little bit of resurgence in terms of those central players. That's been a bit of a concern for them. Uh, but they're still finding ways to score goals, so that's always a good thing.
0: Yes, agreed. Uh, we should we should also talk about the bottom of the table. We don't do that as much as as mm-hmm. we do the top. And I I sat down and watched Sheffield United uh, versus Ooh. Aston Villa this past weekend. Now, um, Sheffield United before the game, I the, watched the pregame hype, mm-hmm. and they were talking about all these techniques that the manager was using to get them revved up and you know some of them were a little unorthodox but uh you know they felt like he had got this team ready to go and and, uh, (laughs) oh boy uh it was bad i mean i I just looked at the stats on this team all right it's after 23 (sighs) matches sheffield united has scored only 19 goals Mm -hmm. which is horrible But Mm -hmm. I'll give you something worse. They've conceded
1: 59
0: goals. At this point in the Premier League season, that is the worst of any team ever. Wow. And five of those everything. came this past weekend in that game yeah, against yeah. Aston Villa, and I thought Aston Villa was doing like the uh, the little kids. Uh, I, want, I want five <laughs> passes before the next shot. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. can only shoot with their left foot. You know, it it kind of felt like that, didn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, it was it was awful. I was listening to the game in on the radio, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was four goals down after thirty minutes. And it was a bit like a situation that happened to Tottenham last year when they were playing at Newcastle. Literally, people were leaving after 30 minutes. They got up yeah. off their seats and said, "We've done. This is ridiculous." Here's another interesting stat. I, I was I saw this the other day. Is that um, the manager, uh, the new manager? And this was goes back to when he was the manager before. He's lost his last 31 of 40 games <laughs> in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring in a new manager. <laughs> you bring in a new manager to hopefully uh, make things better. But unfortunately, he's he's lost more than he's won by quite a bit. And so that makes it really difficult. Now, that being said, Aston Villa, fantastic. They looked like world beaters. And Ollie Watkins?
0: Yeah, he's something. If
1: Harry, if Harry Kane wasn't there, he's England's number one striker. So maybe he would compete for England's top player right now with Bowden. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's um, a good call.
1: But I would say Ollie Watkins is a very, very good understudy for Harry Kane. Something happens to Harry Kane, and it's fingers crossed, everything crossed, nothing, he's okay, injury free for Euros. Ollie Watkins could come in and get the job done.
0: Yeah, uh, and in and, and fairness also to Sheffield United, um, they just don't have the players. Let's just be no. honest about it they they just don't it's not like uh some of these other teams we were talking about like Manchester United or you know some of these teams that struggle or Chelsea that that does that they have the players they're just yeah. they're just not playing well Sheffield United's got nothing
1: yeah yeah it's a real it's a real tough one i'm looking at the players that they have it's it's a struggle they do have an american player on the team in trusty uh, but he's been a bit up and down and been moved around a fair bit too in terms of position. But when you look at the players, they're playing with five at the back. <laughs> they're basically playing a five four one, and they're right. still leaking goals. And that makes it really, really difficult for them.
0: Yeah, they play the entire game on their side of the field.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> not fun, not fun. And 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 the Villa shot, Villa goals were just clinical. I mean, Oh, Villa I mean, looks uh,
0: really good. I mean, really yeah. good. As good as yeah. I've ever seen him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, so c- congrats to them. They look really good. The players were, were just getting the job done. Douglas Luiz was just making fantastic passes. Even Telemans scored. He started this time yeah. and scored a terrific goal. Leon Bailey, another young English player, he was fantastic. So, yeah, it's it's all going well for Villa.
0: Isn't Bailey a, a Jamaican or does can he also play for Jamaica?
1: You might be right. You oh, might yeah, be right. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I I know he has some English heritage. He is Jamaican. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So he's. Uh, I don't know if he's played. Has he played on the Jamaican national team? I'm not even sure. I would think he has.
0: Yeah, I think he has uh, for some reason. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk about um, player stats because we don't do this very often. But I, I just decided to go look at uh, – Who's leading? Here we're after twenty three games. Uh, you can get an idea. They're really it, by this time. There is usually somebody that has close to twenty goals. No one, no one's close to it right now. Haaland and Salah lead the league right now with only fourteen goals. Um, are you kind of surprised by that?
1: Um, yes and no. I mean, to be fair, the top two players in Salah and Haaland have missed a few games because have, of injury. Yes, that's true. I mean, Harland's played in seventeen, still scored fourteen goals. That's pretty <laughs> darn close to good close to a good goal a game. Salah's played in a few extra, still got fourteen. Yeah, so I, I think maybe that's part of it. And then you look at some of the others. Um, you know, Son's been gone, obviously, from yeah. the uh, from the team because of the uh, the nation, the the, the uh, cup that he's been playing in. And then um, ollie Watkins, you know, he's he's played more games than anybody. But he, the nice thing about him, he's got goals and assists. Eleven goals, ten assists. Right. So yeah, he's he's getting the job done in that respect.
0: As a matter uh, of fact, he's the assist leader.
1: Yeah, uh, he that's has right.
0: Ten assists leads the entire league in assists. Trippier has nine. Neto, who uh, had a heck of a game against Chelsea, uh, he's got eight, and Mosala mm-hmm. also has eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, yeah. no one really talks about Neto, but I like the way he plays.
1: I, I like a lot of Wolf, Wolverhampton plays that they have. I mean, they they certainly find a way to get the job done. Um, they they got some players there, and obviously, with what they did to Chelsea this past weekend and just dismantled them. But yeah, Neto is 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 a strong player for them, as is Kuna as well, who scored the hat trick the against Chelsea.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a couple of other types of, uh, stats that we never really talk about. Um, crosses. I went to see Mm -hmm. who leads the league in crosses. This is really not a surprise. It's Kieran Trippier. Yeah. There's 186 of them. I think, uh, Alexander Arnold's in the top, but he hasn't been playing as much. Um, minutes played, uh, Mm Rodri Uh, from Man City, mm. uh, Lewis Dunk from Brighton, also Saliba at Arsenal. The, the, you wouldn't uh, be surprised to know that most of these minutes played guys are your center backs, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes sense.
0: Same with touches. Rodri and Dunk are number one and two. They do keep track of everything, don't they?
1: Oh, oh it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at some of the stats now as we're talking. Pass is complete. passes incomplete. Yeah. Pass accuracy. Yeah. Um yeah, gone are the days when we just counted goals. Right. Um it's uh, now it's everything you can see and the interesting I always put down the shot accuracy as well. Um I think the highest in the league is up there with Joao Pedro for Brighton and Alexander Isak both at 70%. So that's pretty good. Yeah. When you think about shot shot accuracy and then goal conversion to shots. That's always an interesting one bio from Luton, very high up there, close to fifty percent. Yeah,
0: there's also a category called errors leading to goals, Um, and uh, unfortunately, there's a couple of Americans on that uh, that top Mm. four. You got Matt Turner up there and Tim Ream. Uh, That's that's a basis of our defense. That's not good to see. (laughs) Americans. Uh, yeah. the other one I like to always look at is yellow cards and i I just assumed mm-hmm. that uh Bruno Fernandez from Manchester United <laughs> would be at the top um but he's not um but there are other <laughs> there are other Portuguese speaking people that are like Bruno uh from Newcastle uh is brazilian he's he's mm-hmm. number one and uh jao is that how you pronounce his name?
1: Uh, Chalpa yes. Uh-huh. Palenia,
0: he's also in the top. So, um, those are your, those are your, uh, yellow card guys. But here's my favorite stats, all right? Um, because I'm a Liverpool fan, uh, I just got the biggest kick out of, uh, mm. Darwin Nunez leads the league in shots on goal. He's taking, he's taking 73 shots on goal. He also wow. leads the league in hit woodwork. He has hit the woodwork 9 times. That's and amazing. he also leads the league in offsides. He's been offsides 17 times to lead the league. So, there
1: you go. Tells you everything you need to know there in terms of that. So, uh Yeah, because uh, yeah, we didn't
0: mention him in the goal leaders, did we?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
0: he's taken 73 shots.
1: Yeah. And here's a and I don't know if you saw this, but this makes a lot of sense. Most yellow cards for a team, yeah, seventy three Chelsea.
0: yeah, well, I, I what's their striker's name Nicholas Jackson. He's gotten a ton yeah. of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's already missed twice because of accumulation. I think he's close to eleven or something ridiculous. But that gives you an idea. And I think oh, more often than not, when you see teams with a lot of the yellow cards, it tells you that they're struggling, they're struggling as a group, they're not working together. My goodness. Could you define Chelsea better than that? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Do you want to talk about what happened this past week?
1: Not really. Uh, uh, be- say, I mean, uh, I, yesterday was bad enough. The yeah. only the only thing I've got to look forward to this weekend is that I'll have a good weekend because Chelsea doesn't play till Monday. So I won't be <laughs> depressed over the weekend. So I can watch lots of nice games and be in a really good mood and then – Unfortunately for you, Rick, when we record this on next week, I'm going to be probably in an upset mood. So we'll see what happens. But they yeah. do have an FA Cup game this week. So replay against against the villains. Come on. Come on, you Chelsea. Yeah. Let's see what we got.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, before we started taping, uh, you were predicting to me that uh, Poch is, uh, is probably in danger, that uh, these oh. next few weeks he, they better get it together or he may be a goner.
1: Yeah. People are saying the end of the season. I, I don't know. I, I mean, with with this new ownership group. And again, I think that's part of the problem. Um, I, I, one of my cousins who's a Chelsea fan. Like he put something on social media. I thought this was really funny. He says that, Matt, you know, the you know, the group Madness. I know you love yeah, your music, sure. Matt. So they have a song called Embarrassment. Uh huh. <laughs> And they're saying they're going to be – because they're big Chelsea fans. All the all the Madness uh, group there, and they sing the Madness songs after the games as well. Well, you witnessed it right there in the pub, I right? Did, you saw yes. that at the at the, uh, at, the uh, at the pensioner there. But uh, so yeah, they were saying that they should be releasing that song for Chelsea. You're an embarrassment because of the players, the ownership, and everything else. But uh, I thought that was quite funny. But it is. It's it's a tough go right now, and uh, they. They need, they need a change, potentially, if things don't get better, and I think that might happen especially in the next few weeks.
0: Well, especially I saw, I saw the kiss well. of death. Uh, I was looking through the news, uh, the Premier League news, and I saw that the ownership had given um, him a uh, vote of confidence.
1: There you go. And in that's America, <laughs> that's like the, when you
0: hear that, you're like, uh-oh.
1: <laughs> exactly. You've got a few weeks left. Yeah. If things don't get turned around <laughs> in a dramatic fashion. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. We'll see.
0: All right. Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association.
1: Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and is one of Illinois' largest youth sports organizations. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, official state association and charter member of U.S. Youth Soccer, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program and U.S. Soccer Federation Referee Programs. For more information on our enhanced, fantastic website at illinoisyouthsoccer.org.
0: Okay, it's time for your favorite part of the show.
1: Time now to guess the Premier League star.
0: So um as as I've mentioned to you the last couple of weeks, I've got mm. my son Sean picking these uh these players for you and I think this one's a little too easy. Just okay, to, on my eye. Yeah, so I had to I had to stretch a little bit on some of these uh some of these clues because other, gotcha. otherwise it's a giveaway.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, for instance I'm not gonna tell you how old he is.
1: Oh wow. Because okay. that's always the easiest thing for me to figure <laughs> out.
0: But I will say That this week's star is a veteran defender. Gotcha. Okay. He was the Premier League Player of the Month three times, uh, although not this year.
1: Not this year, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: All of those happened in
1: 2008. 2008? Ooh. Yeah. A while
0: ago. Yeah. He He has 39 caps for the English national team. The last one was in 2018.
1: Hmm.
0: Wow. (laughs) He's playing for his fourth Premier League team. Uh, The last two he played for are currently in the top six standings. Okay.
1: Well these are tough clues. I mean it's yeah. I'm not even any closer to where we need to be here.
0: His current team is in the relegation zone. Okay. And they've okay. had some and, and they and they may be even deeper if more points are taken away from them.
1: Gotcha. Oh, okay. There you go. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So yeah. I'm guessing I'm guessing this is a player. That's playing for a team in Liverpool.
0: That's correct.
1: And I'm surprised he played this many times for England. I just can't see him. It was the last decade. In the last decade.
0: No, I mean it was last decade. (laughs) Yeah, last decade.
1: Yeah, and he's been a bit up and down. To be fair, this year, and he is, if I remember, he's pretty much. Close to 40. It's 38. It's 38.
0: (laughs) That's why I didn't give you his age, because there's only like three players that (laughs) fit fit that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with former Aston Villa into Milan, Manchester United. You know he played for Villa twice. I didn't realize that. He
0: did, yeah.
1: Ashley Young.
0: That is right. He has the – Same first name as one of the characters in Gone with the Wind. I was going to save that one for you. There's Mm. an Ashley in in Gone with the Wind. But, uh, yes. I watched him play a couple of times this year. He can still play, um, but um, I remember he got a yellow card in just like the most uh, thoughtless way possible in a game. And I thought, dude, you're 38. (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. know, you should be showing the other guys on the team how this goes, not the other way around.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh. It, it always amazes me how these some of these players, young, old, whatever it is, they get yellows you know, for of sliding in for tackles when the ball's going out of bounds or something. Just yeah. just craziness. Or kicking you know, the ball like, away.
0: You know, just yes. kicking it away. Like what are you doing? That, yeah. uh, that used yeah. that used to uh, infuriate me at uh practice when I was a coach.
1: Like what are you mm-hmm. doing? Stop that! <laughs> I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, terrible. All right,
0: it's time for uh, my favorite feature.
1: Now, time for Adam's Weekend soccer TV tip.
0: Okay, we already know Chelsea's not playing this weekend. So, what else? Is <laughs> Thank going on? goodness! Yeah.
1: I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a great weekend. I don't. I'm not teaching any courses. Got a little bit of ODP, but uh, so I have a little bit more time to watch some games. Saturday is going to be loaded. Sunday, so I'm going to give you two games. Is okay. that all right? Can we yeah. give you two games, one Saturday, one Saturday, Sunday? So Perfect. Saturday, I think this is going to be a really good game just because of how both teams play. I think it's going to be open to watch. I mean, you had a Newcastle-Luton 4-4 draw this past week, yeah, which that was, was a, a great team. game. So I'm going to go with, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Spurs versus Brighton at Spurs, 9 o'clock on Saturday. I think that's going to be a good one on Peacock. So definitely watch that one. And then on Sunday, I, I think this is going to be a good game too, especially with both teams playing well. Back at it again, 10.30. Both times great for your uh, situation. Aston Villa versus Man United on Sunday. I think that's going to be a good game yeah. straight from Villa from Villa Park. So um, I think two really good games there. We've got a full list of teams. We've got the Saturday. We've got Sunday. We've got Chelsea on the Monday. So I'll be in a good mood until Monday around about four, <laughs> 4 o'clock. So, yeah, everything's looking good. It should be should be a good weekend of games.
0: There's also a game on Sunday uh, here in America called the Super Bowl, um, oh, which I, some well, people may want to watch. I don't know. Uh, does anyone watch yeah. that in Europe?
1: They, they do. It, it, it's it's People enjoy it. I think they just watch it because of all of the fanfare and everything else. So they just like watching the entertainment. I mean, if there's one thing that in the United States we do very, very well, it's throw a party. That's yeah. for sure. And really the what amazes me is the Super Bowl halftime. When you think about it, they actually do a concert a half time, right? That's true. <laughs> it's just it's really quite nuts. When you, I mean the, the poor guys are in there for twenty minutes, 25, yeah, 30 minutes. That's true. You know, it's like it's like being on a hockey team. So yeah, so they they have to sit there and wait. Oh, oh, is uh, should done yet? Oh, he should be <laughs> done in about five minutes. Oh, I just want to just want to get warmed up. Can you tell Paul so, McCartney
0: to get out of my <laughs> locker room, please? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah, it should be should be should be a good one. Should be uh should be an interest one, especially from the stadium too. I mean, the stadium's absolutely amazing. I've seen it from the outside; I've not been inside, but Allegiant Stadium looks pretty impressive. So, yeah. by the way, talking to stadiums, you may have seen that they did release where all of the uh, games are going to be for the World Cup. Did you see that?
0: Yes, I did.
1: Yeah. So, you want to talk about yeah. that
0: quickly? The final is going to yeah. be where.
1: In uh, New York, at Metro, uh, the Metro St- Metro Stadium. There, the uh, what's the name of that stadium? You probably know better than I. I. Can't remember the name of the stadium, but it's in New York. So, yeah. great place to have it. Should be awesome. And then uh, my favorite stadium that I've ever been to is going to be hosting a semifinal. At Atlanta, Mercedes Benz. So that's kind of yeah. exciting. That's a great uh, stadium. Yeah, it really is, it really is. So lots of things. I think Dallas has got a bunch, oh. and they did figure out that. Um, I was unsure if SoFi Stadium out there in L.A. was going to do. It. I think we talked a little bit about how the field was going to be too small because of the seats. But I guess they figured out they're going to take some seats out and they're going to host some games as well. So that's right. where the U.S. is going to be based. They're going to be based out, out west. So they'll be in L.A. and uh, Seattle, it looks like. So should be good. Really excited for that. It's going to be great. Yeah.
0: Me too. Um, yes. For, uh, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Green White Soccer Club. Uh, Green White's been around now for almost 70 years. Uh, we've got uh, teams for all ages going as low as uh, under seven, I think, or under eight, all the way to over 50. Uh, check out greenwhitesoccer.org for more information. All right, Adam, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you've got a weekend that you're not going to have to watch any Chelsea games, and we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back again next week. Uh, oh, oh, we forgot to thank people. I forgot to thank uh, Tony Lassano, yeah. our executive producer. Thank you, Tony, for all your hard work on the show. Uh, also, thank you to uh, Ed Silla, the Radio Misfits. Uh, talk radio has not has not died. It's just gone to a better place at radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand-new episode of Free Free Kicks. <laughs>